There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Psychic Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Spirit Sis, aka Steffi. I am an evidential psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher here to walk you through your spiritual awakening. This is going to be a very fun episode because I have my Taurus bestie, Erica. She's live from New York. Welcome on. Hey, babe. That's you. I'm welcoming you. Hi. <laughs> that was a big delay. I love that. Hi. How are you today? <laughs> um, I'm so good. Uh, so here's a fun fact. I thought that your intro was pre-recorded and that you just use the same one for every episode. So I'm a little shook that that was like not like you just knew that off the top of your head. And well, just no, I have an intro that like is has music on it, but then I also do my own intro. But your voice is so whimsical when you say it. Like, I want to fall asleep. It's like ASMR. Like, shocked. I was like, wait, I thought you literally, re- like, pre-recorded this, but it's not. <laughs> no, I'm so authentic. <laughs> so, Hashtag authentic. So real. Um, well, today I decided for the podcast, I wanted to bring you on, E, because not only are you one of my closest friends, but you have just been on this spiritual journey recently that is so inspiring and amazing. And also we're going to do some, we're going to do some Q and a with the listeners, which I think is really going to be fun for a Valentine's day episode. I love that. Do you want to tell everyone what your top three is? I am a rising Leo and my son is a Taurus and my moon is an Aquarius. Yes. Aquarius. 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 (laughs) <laughs> I love it. For a while, we thought it was Capricorn, but then we realized it was Aquarius, which is really fun. Yeah. Shout out my mom who like lied about my birth time. <laughs> we I, asked. <laughs> I think the audience can relate to that because I have a lot of clients come to me and they're like, I thought I was this and now I'm that. But Aquarius moon actually makes a lot of sense for you because you have an Aquarius dad. Yep. Who is and- like my favorite person on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot makes sense. But Anyway, I thought it would be really fun to bring you on the pod because we have so many funny conversations and I want you to intro how we met because we met in a very spiritual woo-woo way. So also it's a Leo full moon today. Which means I'm going to be outlandish. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're Leo rising. So I was like, it's so funny because we had talked about recording this episode and then all of a sudden I called you and I was like, Erica. It's Saturday at 1 p.m. Are you ready? And you're like, I'm down. So you're like one of my only friends that will just be ready to do this in like a blink of an eye. So I appreciate you for that. No, and like literally it's maybe 12 degrees right now in New York. And I had to leave my building to walk directly across the street to storage and get the mic out. And I was like, low key, do I really want to leave the building for this? But I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I've left my building twice today and both times was for 30 seconds to take my dog out. 
Um, so to walk across the street in what feels like three degree temperature is like, I'm pretty loyal to this friendship at this, at this point in time. <laughs> That's my friends for. <laughs> okay. Tell um, everybody how we met, because this is a very interesting story. Yeah. So this is actually probably one of the wildest stories that I have in my whole life. Um, so I was at the time in between career ideas and how many years I, ago was this now oh my gosh at this point like like Six, 10 seven no this, no this is easily 10 I've known you for 10 years I would say just about um okay, yeah cool okay maybe like nine because I was you know broken up with a boyfriend that I had at the time and I remember like this was where um I was like in between career ideas and I I went to school for marketing and I was working in the entertainment industry and I didn't know what I should do. I didn't know if I should go corporate and like really hone in on this degree that my parents paid for or if I should stick to the entertainment industry, which at the time I was freelance and it wasn't the most steady career choice. And so I remember I like laid in bed one night. And I had just been kind of praying about it. And I was like, I need a sign. And I need it to be the most direct sign ever because your girl is like not the best at reading every situation accurately. Um, and so I had got this opportunity with a really large um, fashion brand to come in and interview for a, a job. And in my gut, I knew I was going to get it if I went in. So this night before... Um, a day on set, I was like, again, really praying. And I was like, can you just like send me this sign? So the next day I'm on set randomly for a job that like I would not normally be on, but for some reason I was on it at this time. And I saw Steffi who I had met probably maybe twice before. Yeah. I, we had met on a Mountain Dew commercial when we were both zombies. <laughs> <laughs> this is very entertainment folk talk. We should definitely include a photo of this if we <laughs> have this anywhere. Her and I um, were both in full zombie prosthetics, so we didn't really know what each other looked like because you had like fake cheekbones on. I had a fake jaw on. Like they they put us in the craziest prosthetic. It was actually one of the coolest shoots I've ever done. No, it was so fun. Um, but we also didn't really talk that much then. That was the first time we had met. Mm -hmm. Um I think we worked together one time after that, maybe, or maybe that it, it was, was the I didn't really time. know you at all. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, so I am on this job and I remember we had talked a little bit that morning, but like nothing that deep. Um, and then we were on a break and it was, I don't remember why, but we were outside and uh, Steffi was sitting on a bench. And so I walked over to sit next to her and I was just on my phone minding my own business and Steffi starts talking to me. And at the time I was very in my own head about everything. And I remember being like, I'm like trying to be nice. So I'm just going to like have conversations, whatever. Rude. And Steffi suddenly is like, I know this sounds really weird, but I'm a psychic medium and somebody is trying to reach you. Do you, you mind if I interpret what they're saying? And I stared at her and in my head said, I am never fucking working background again. Like these people are crazy. 
I can't be around them. <laughs> like and for people who don't know what that means, we were working background <laughs> acting, which is like a it's like this troll part of the entertainment industry that is really it's a difficult work day, but we both like made great money at the time. It's just a hustle. No, you make like really good money and it's like just fun enough to stick around. But some um, people are very interesting characters. Like we get we run the gamut with like very weird weird encounters yeah yeah it's just like you know it's a lot of people who are trying to be actors and their hopes and dreams are crushed daily and like (laughs) you kind of like lose your mind a little bit if I'm being honest and so in this moment I was like fuck like I just can't do this anymore (laughs) because people are crazy and (laughs) but you know what again like I was like you know what I'm just gonna give this to her because I'm a nice person Um, so I said, yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. And mind you, at the time, I didn't necessarily believe in, in the afterlife or any of this stuff. I grew up Christian. So like, we weren't really allowed to believe in that. That was not, you know, kosher for, for that type of setting. And so, um, I'm sitting there with Steffi and she's, she's like, oh, um, do you have a deceased grandma? And I'm like, yes who at my age doesn't, you know, like it was not mind shattering information. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so she's like, okay. Um, and then she goes, do you know someone named Jack? And in my head, I'm like, my horse's name is Jack, but like, no, I don't know anyone named Jack. And so she's, I'm like, I don't know anyone named Jack. And she's like, hi, I'm like really seeing the name Jack. And I'm like, I have no idea. And like we're st- we start talking and then suddenly she's like do you ride horses and I was like <laughs> my horse's name is Jack and she's like okay so like let me just explain to you how this works <laughs> and I'm like okay she's like if I hear like a human name like Jack or or Tom I'm gonna think it's a human she was like if it's fluffy or like a dog name like Muttley, like maybe I'll assume it's a dog but like you have to kind of fill in the lines here and I was like oh okay um let me be a little better about this um yeah so and from my perspective you were so cold at the time like you're very intimidating as a person at first but also I knew there was something deeper to you that you were really intrigued by like even your eyes like your body might have been like I'm not into it this but your eyes were does that make sense for sure and like even at the time I remember you know at the beginning of the conversation I was like this chick's you know, losing her marbles. But I, as it kept progressing and we got deeper and deeper in the conversation, there was just so many things that you said that there was no way anyone could know to, to the extent that you said my grandma's full name, which is Sandra. And that's one, not a common name. And two, there was nothing on social media, even about my grandma. So there was no way you could have known that her name was Sandra. Um, So anyways, so we keep talking and then she tells me my grandma's name. And now at this point, I'm hooked and I believe everything she's saying and eating it with a silver spoon. (laughs) And she she's like, "Um, your grandma's telling me she sees you at a table with like a lot of papers. I think it's a desk. There's coffee. Um, And she's telling you not to do that. And she's handing you a microphone. And she's saying, use your words, use your words. That's how you're going to get like, that's where you're going to get to where you want to go. You're going to use your words. And 
I remember in that moment, I think I started tearing up because I was like, wow, this is exactly the sign that I was asking for. And, you know, we kept the conversation going. We had a lot, lot more um, interesting things that came up uh, that don't need to be said on here. But uh, at the end of it, I was like, wow, like this girl is legit. And you've literally been in my life ever since. It's such a fun story. I mean, you know, it's funny. Even you retelling the story. I remember pieces of it, but as you know, when I channel, I get total amnesia. So I don't really remember like the details that often. And you know that because now you call me for any old thing. I'm on speed dial. I'm psychic speed dial for Erica. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Um, But what is like the most wild part of the story is that I legitimately still have the note in my phone you do I do no from the Um, day I gave you the channeling I do I just have to find it (laughs) but (laughs) I swear it's in here and I have every single note written down um because it was just so enlightening I I remember I channeled even like your isn't your friend's best friend past too or something I channeled like her mom yes you channeled uh, my friend's mom, you channeled one of my aunts. Um, you, yeah, <laughs> you also totally called me out about my ex at the time. And I remember you were like, did you ever live in Alabama? And I was like, yeah, I did. And you were like, it was with a boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> and you were like, you're not with him anymore. I was like, no, I'm not. Wait, what? I don't even remember Literally, in Alabama. <laughs> You said, and then you were like, you need to let him go. And I was like, well, damn, you, like, you're so right. Um, so yeah, needless to say, again, she, you've been in my life ever since because. I mean, that's, that's where spirit, accurate. that's where spirit also like grants. Yeah. They granted you a message, but like you being in my life is the biggest blessing ever. So it's like, it was a two, it was a two way street. So I feel like I really gained something from that. Even though you thought I was a total wackadoo. It's (laughs) funny because like, I saw you on set like several times after that. And every time you're always like, do you got any messages from me? And I was like, oh man, you think I'm like some kind of like pump that like every time I see you, I'm going to give a message. But it's funny because now you are actually, I will say with confidence, you're one of my only friends where if you call me and ask something, I psychically tune in and I feel like I can give you a pretty clear answer. I don't know why or how, but like for you, for example, like just whatever, like I was able to predict your sister's pregnancy last month, like by the exact day. No, literally the exact day (laughs) you. Yeah. So I was going home for Christmas and my sister was due on December 7th originally. Um, and then the doctor just based on her growth was like, I think you're going to be due on the first. And my whole family was going to my sister's for Christmas. And my sister was like, this baby better not come before the new year because she she didn't want to pay insurance twice. And and she's a tourist. So we get it. Yeah. So we totally get it. And Steffi was like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the third. And then you were like, well, maybe the fourth, but it really feels like the third. And I was like, okay. So I let my family know. I'm like, nope, she's coming on the third. And lo and behold, the third, my sister goes into labor and she ends up having to have a C-section at 11 o'clock at night. So she was right on the border of the fourth, but it came on the third. So. Yeah, it's fun. But I also want to say that since you and I've met, so you said you were a skeptic at first, 
but you also have a lot of intuitive gifts yourself that you've kind of shut down like early in life. Like Erica would get crazy premonitions whenever someone was about to pass. And so she was really scared of it. And so through our friendship, we've kind of worked through this. She took our, she took my intuition course, things like that. But now she is so bang on with premonitions. Like she can literally tell me exactly what's going to happen in my business. Like 10 months before it happens, she predicted that my TikTok was going to go viral. I did. (laughs) And other things like that. So that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think as a kid, I I mean, I've always had into intuitive thoughts. Um, I think as a kid, I would get visions in my sleep, I would tell my mom things uh, just out of like, you know, you're a kid. So you just go in with it and you tell your parents what you see or hear or whatever. And my mom would be like, stop saying that. Stop. Like, you know, and like, I didn't know what I was saying, you know, like I, I was just like, oh, mom, I had a dream that something bad happened to dad. And like, I don't know, like, it, that's just what happened. And then something bad would happen, not anything di- like directly, but like it was indirectly like, you know, I remember I woke up one morning and was like, dad needs to not fly today. And my mom was so freaked out by it, but I just knew something bad was going to happen. And that happened to be the day that my grandma passed away. And so I just kind of stopped like anything that was intuitive because I was scaring people around me. And then also I didn't know how to process my feelings from it because I would be so scared that one thing would happen that when, when it wasn't as bad as what I thought, I would just kind of like, I, what's the word I'm looking for? I think like I I, would be relieved. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what's interesting about your gift is you have like a very strong claircognizance where, you know, something will happen, but you don't necessarily know when it's like the timeline thing. So I think with people who have claircognizance, it's very common that they, their logics brain talk themselves out of it and like even sharing it. And if someone says like, that's not true, it's easy for you to like pull it back because it's not necessarily as loud as some of the other Claire's. So with me, I've noticed that quite often where it's like, you know, something and you'll say it and it's so bang on, like so spot on, like just for example, when I started encouraging you to like really use your intuitive gifts and it was right before COVID and you called me and you're like, I have this dream that some crazy global thing is about to happen. It starts in Seattle. Do you remember that? I do. And that's when like, that's when like all the COVID stuff started happening in Seattle, but you knew it was coming. So I think again, it's because you don't necessarily understand the scope of your gifts. And at that time you didn't, that it scares you. But I think now I've seen such a growth in you and I think you've become more confident. And I've also seen you manifest more than anyone else. I think I've ever known in my life. Like you're a really good manifester. Yeah, I think I'm getting better at manifesting for sure. I think also though, what's hard is um, because I'm a projector and I have to be invited. Yes, queen. Okay. <laughs> you learned that from me too. <laughs> I did. I did. Steffi's always like, stop giving your opinion unless someone asks. I'm like, it's really hard. You are a one, three emotional projector and you're very defined. Yes. Yes. So I also as an intuitive, I like have to learn to not say anything, which is like really difficult too sometimes because you're holding in when you know something is wrong or that you should say something. Um, So I've just been really trying to grow with that. And I think 
you know, doing your course, your intuition course, um, really helped me hone in on my skills and my abilities and even just my trust for myself. Um, like specifically with like my gut feelings, like I have always been able to have a gut feeling about something. I like my sister, (laughs) if she ever listens to this, sorry, but like she dates a lot of narcissists and I would always know like this person is a narcissist, like just from like my gut intuition. And again, like being the projector, like not everyone wanted to hear my opinion (laughs) on it. Because it's repelling to some people (laughs) energetically. Right. Right. Um, so needless to say, I, I say I told you so a lot, but like, <laughs> uh, no, but like legitimately, I think your intuition course made it really clear to me that like my first gut instinct is always going to be right for me because that's my ability. Um, and so that's what I go with now. Yeah. And you've been really good about discerning like what's negative self-talk from others and what's your own. Cause I think I think in the past too, you're someone that you're such a good connector. That's that's that Leo rising in you. You have such a big network of friends and people that you like to like survey opinions. And I think in the past that kind of like weighed on your, on your decision. And now you're like, okay, that's great. You said that I'll, I'll, I'll take that consideration, but I'm going to do me. Like That's what I've noticed in you. And that's really, I've seen such a significant difference in your life because of that. Also, um, if you want to talk about this, but you also manifested meeting and dating a celebrity. I did. I did. Um, we kind of talk, I mean, how much you want to share, but this is kind of a big deal and it happened quickly too. Yeah. So it happened actually really quickly. And I actually have timestamps of like all of this because she comes with receipts. <laughs> I always come with receipts. Um, so I saw this actor on TV And I remember being like, oh, he's really attractive and he's not my normal type, but like definitely I was like really attracted to him. And then I saw him. um, I have a friend who is on a reality TV show. Um, I'll just throw it out there. She's on Selling Sunset. So I saw him as one of the guest stars on Selling Sunset. And I was like, oh, shit, like I can totally reach out to my friend and be like, hey, like. I'm interested, hook mm-hmm. it up, you know, and or like, just be like, hey, I have a friend, like, see if he's interested. I don't know. Um, But in my gut, I literally was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to meet this guy organically. Like, I just knew in my gut I was going to meet him. And so if November of 2021, I had a friend who sent me a text message and was like, you should date this guy. And not not the guy that I'm referring to, but like you should date so and so. And I responded and said, I want to date this, this actor, actor. this <laughs> actor. And it was in November. And so the guy wrote back and he was like, LOL, yeah, good luck or something. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'm telling you, I'm gonna meet him. Um so it. flash forward from November of 2021 to May of 2022 and I'm in New York and I see the guy on Instagram the actor and I was like I'm gonna meet this guy like I have to he seems like such a great guy um I'm gonna meet him and so flash forward a week later I am on a dating app not going to say which one, but I was on a dating app and he came up on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like 
I, one, I was kind of shocked he was on there, <laughs> but then two, I was like, wait, like this is my in. And so I liked him. We did not match. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this wasn't right. You know, maybe this was like my one chance. And the next day I'm sitting with my friend and I, my phone lights up and I matched with him. And so I go to his page and I'm the friend that I'm sitting with. I'm like, he's in New York right now. I'm going to meet him. And she was like, okay, whatever. Like kind of rolled her eyes. And I was like, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to meet him. So four long hours go by and he does not write me on this app. And I'm like, oh my God, he's not going to write me. And I'm not going to reach out first because I just can't do it. I'm a projector. projector. Like I have to be invited. (laughs) And so I was sitting there. I remember we were at coffee and then all of a sudden my phone lit up and I was like, so I look really quick and it's him. And he's like, hey, like, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. So we talk probably for, I don't know, like a, an exchange of like 20 messages back and forth. And he says, I'm in New York for like 24 hours, but I would love to make time for you if you want to meet up. And I was like, done. So we ended up going out to dinner. We actually went to dinner with like, a group of his friends because he had already had plans, but he really wanted to meet me. Um, so we went to dinner and we had the best time. And but obviously, like he lives in LA and I'm in New York. Right. So it wasn't gonna like really work out. Um, but I have seen him since and we have been on more dates. Um, but we're definitely just friends. But I did manifest meeting him. A hundred percent. And it's so possible. And I think it's also to this like inner knowing that it will happen and you trust it. And then it happened. And it was really cool to see it all like happening in real time because you, you were so confident in that. And then it did happen. And all of us were like, wait, that is happening. And this is like a big celebrity y'all like, this is a big deal. So anyway, that was really cool. that, That actually happened to me with Teresa Caputo. Do you know Teresa Caputo? I do. I do. Did you hear the story of mine when how I met her? You have, but we should tell everyone else. Teresa Caputo has been a long time idol of mine since I've been to high school because, you know, she was always like an out there medium. She was quirky. She didn't like sacrifice herself to be a medium because a lot of times like you'd see and associate mediums with being like you said, like wackadoos, crazy people, whatever. And so she was just so cool. And I always knew whenever I saw her shows, I was like, I'm going to meet her one day. And I had no idea how whatever. And so <laughs> cut to. <laughs> hey, thank you. Come here. Let's go. Where about? Come on. Okay. Sorry. Y'all. Cut to, I am a hostess in Santa Monica and my, uh, one of my managers at the time, she was like, I heard you do readings and palm readings. Like, can you read my palm? And I was like, sure. Basically ended up channeling channeling one of her sisters who had passed at an early age. Like she was a twin and her twin had died. And it was like a very intense emotional thing that she'd never told anyone before. And so she was in tears and we're like, oh my gosh, but we're both working. And then 10 minutes later, she comes back and she's like, I know this is crazy, but we're having a celebrity client come into the restaurant tonight. That's a medium. Like, I think you need to meet them and you need to talk to them. I know her personally. And I was like, I'm down. 10 minutes later, Teresa Caputo pops up like in a taxi and looks at me and we're staring eye to eye. And then all of a sudden she like makes her right and keeps going. And I never get to meet her. And in my head, I heard, see you soon. 
And I don't know if that was my spirit guides. I don't know if that was her spirit guides. I have no idea. And within a week, I was at her live show behind scenes with her, hugging her. And we were like besties because it just so happened that her manager was friends with my manager. So her talent manager was friends with my manager of the restaurant and they got me tickets to the show. And I actually had potentially an opportunity to mentor with her and like travel with her. But honestly, I saw how like how much she did and how exhausted she was from the live shows. And I was like, girl, I even said to her, I was like, you need a break. Like, and she was hugging me. She's like, I know I'm so exhausted. And anyway, we had this great talk, but it's the same thing. Like I just knew in my gut, the second I saw her on TV, I was like, I know I'm going to meet her and it's going to be a huge change in my life. So anyway, for anyone listening, that celebrity you're obsessed with, make it happen. (laughs) No, literally. I say it with everything. I'm like, just believe like, because I think that's what it comes to. I mean, there's obviously other things that it comes well, down be to. Delusional. But... Be delusional. <laughs> no, but literally, like, whenever I've just stuck it out there and I say I'm going to, like, it's going to happen, it happens. And I actually even, my mom, I think I told you, a co- like, she was cleaning out her house a year ago because they were moving and she found a bunch of stuff that I had written as a kid. And she found this, this sheet of, like, where will I be in 10 years? from I think like fourth grade and on it, it said like, I will be living in Beverly Hills. I will be working in the entertainment industry. I will be doing X, Y, Z. And out of the 10 things, eight of them I had done. And so I'm like, if you put it out there, like you're going to start manifesting it. I'm actually working on manifesting a new guy right now. Um, (laughs) We're working on it. We're working on it. So, But I I think it also has to do with, um, it has a lot to do with like the work you put in, right? Like you can't sit back, like you have to work on like your boundaries and your self-worth and, and really like calling in what you want by doing the work. So I think that is really helpful, but yeah, I think, I think it's like, it comes deeper to when you feel in your soul that something's right for you, it's because it's like a calling from your spirit guides. Would you say like, don't you feel like there is something you're meant to do and you know that you're in this lifetime, you have to do it. Oh, I mean, yeah, most definitely. And then I was going to say, it's definitely a gut feeling, but like, actually, I think we're all just put on this earth for different reasons. Well, absolutely. But, but I just, for me too, I knew I was always going to be in Los Angeles. I knew that I was going to be in the entertainment industry. I knew I had a greater calling to like help other people through a spiritual sense. I think it's just more so like validation for yourself. If you ever feel like a dream is out of reach, like, no, it's not there. There is a calling to your soul. Even if it's like, I want to literally travel the world and live off of like random money and go be a burlesque dancer. It's like, you do that girl. <laughs> do yeah. it. Yeah. Because I have seen so many amazing clients and they do so many amazing things just because they felt it in their soul. You know? No, 100%. And I, I mean, I have friends who are expanders in the sense of like, they would be like, oh, well, I am not going to date a guy who doesn't make this much because that's just what they wanted. And I remember being like, what makes you think you're deserving of a guy who makes that much? Like, that seems crazy to me that you think you deserve that. Like, what do you bring to the table? But those women are now with men like that and they're so happy. And I'm like, wait, actually, once you commit to it and you say you're deserving of it, it will come to you. 
100%. I feel that way about my partner now. I mean, you see how I am with Andrew and you saw the relationships I was in before Andrew. It's like Erica, all of my friends like had gut feelings about the men I, I was hanging out with. And they're like, no, not your person. <laughs> I actually didn't say that because I'm a projector and I have to be. No, invited. you did good. You did good. But like, <laughs> you don't have to, even if you're a projector or not, I can tell when I speak of the partner I'm with and when everyone like rolls their eyes internally in their soul, like, oh my God, girl, you deserve better. And you did that so many times with many of my partners. So it's fun. You haven't done that with my partner now. <laughs> I love Andrew. I think he's like a saint. <laughs> he's the best. He but really is. I, but I also think the reason why I called him in and he is so specific to every single thing I wanted down to the height. We have the same birthday. I me, know. Down to like the way he treats me, his family, um, the home we have together, like everything was specifically manifested. But I also think it's because of some of the work I've done. And and again, it's like, I didn't want to settle for anything less. So I think this is like a good lesson in manifestation is really to be specific about what you want and know the why, like the why behind it is very important as well. No, definitely. And like, I look at you and Andrew as an expansive relationship for me because mm -hmm. know what it's true because you guys have such a good partnership. And I think that's really uncommon now. Um, to have someone who just supports you 100%, no matter if it's a good day or a bad day for you. So you guys are definitely expanders for me. Mm, thank you. And I also had like friends that were in expansive relationships too. And I tried to spend time with them. And yeah, I feel very lucky that I met him. I definitely went through the ringer with dating men, but this is the Valentine's Day episode. So we definitely have some... Um, we have some listener questions. Do you want to dive in? Yeah, let's go. So just to preface this, Erica and I decided when she was in town because so Erica and I met in LA and she moved to New York. How long have you been in New York now? Almost a year. Okay. So she moved to New York. I was devastated, but she visits LA and stays with me. And her and I decided after some like boozy brunch that we were going to hop on TikTok and give live psychic greetings. <laughs> and I told everyone that Erica is a baby medium because she is, and she's a psychic. And so I said, but she's a Taurus and I'm a cancer. So Taurus give advice, very real and cancers kind of add the fluff. So I said in the TikTok, I said, yo, like I'm giving you the psychic advice and Erica's giving you the real advice. So we kind of did a series and it popped off, right? Like we had like thousands of people in the like thread. Yeah, it was actually at one point really it was fun. Like, at one point it was, I think it was my highest life. At one point we had like over 2000 people watching. So anyway, I thought we should bring this series to the podcast. And I asked listeners for questions in relationships because this is a, is a Valentine's Day episode, I guess, whatever Valentine's Day, but if we subscribe to that. But I have a few uh, questions. I picked out three. And if you submitted, thank you so much. I just literally just picked three intuitively. And do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So I'm also, I have my cards here so we can pull and I've only done like psychic channeling a few times on the podcast. So it's kind of fun, but let's read the first question. Okay. So this question comes from Gabriella. She says, hi, Steffi. I saw your Insta stories requesting questions for your podcast bonus points. If they're relationship related, I thought I would give it a go. Let me start by saying I'm married to a wonderful guy. 
after spending all my teens and a young adultness with questionable dudes that were great on the inside, but quote, needed a little work (laughs) right after my first Saturn return, I finally met a guy I didn't, who I didn't have nor want to take as a little project or a fixer upper. (laughs) Okay. He was already centered, ambitious, wise, polite, and everything I've ever wanted in a man. We've been together for eight years and it's been great, but a bunch of use capital. <laughs> There's always this guy in the back of my mind. He was my first boyfriend. And even though we broke up close to 16 years ago, we have remained in contact on and off throughout the years, even met up a few times. I'm married. He has a baby with a girlfriend. We don't even live in the same country anymore, let alone the same continent. And a crap ton of of time has gone by. But every time we see each other, it's like no time has passed at all. And we're like two little tweens that fell in love for the first time. I feel like he's an important part of my soul family. And we have had this kind of relationship role before. But what I can't grasp is if in this lifetime, if we're meant to be together or figure out a way to finally be apart and set each other free. It would absolutely make my day if you picked my question. Yay, we did. <laughs> in the I past, you've literally been so have chills. You, I know. It's so good. She's such a good writer too. Okay. In the past, you've been so spot on in astrocartography and human design sessions. I just know my spirit team really likes you and connects with you. Uh, your support and insights would be immensely appreciated. Thank you for all the work you're doing, Gabriella. So I'm actually really curious to hear your take on this because I've got a lot of like girl intuition advice. Mm, Well, no, why don't you start if you, if you feel it already? Well, so I might be weird because I have a theory that the love of your life and your soulmate do not like, they're not the same people. Mm, Okay. And I, yeah. So I think that the love of your life doesn't have to be your soulmate. And I think your soulmate doesn't have to be the love of your life, but I think you will have both of them at some point in your life. Um, And I think I'm in a situation where I have somebody who I see as a soulmate, but I'm not in love with them, but I need them in my life. And I, so I think I don't know. It could be one or the other. Maybe your current husband is your soulmate and maybe the past guy was the love of your life. Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think they're both soulmates. I think you can have more than one soulmate. I think that intuitively, I feel that these, both of these men have served purposes exactly when she needed them to. Now, I think that her husband and the person she had as, has a child with is someone who is providing like a severe amount of karma. And it's also someone she said, like, I stopped playing games. Like I was exactly who I was. And he came in, which makes me think that she was in her worth, exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And she felt deserving of a partner that to me feels like her soul relationship and who she's meant to be with. But the fact that she's kind of kept going on and on with this ex, I think it's more of like a grass is greener situation where she has maybe fantasized and wanted to, but I know if the timeline was different, if she were to end up with this ex, she would not be happy in her soul. I think this is a karmic relationship that was testing her limits, but I don't think that ex is the one at all. And I also feel like even keeping contact with him is almost like poking the bear a little bit. And it's almost like a little teasing of exactly what she maybe thinks she wants, but I know for a fact that it's not necessarily the sole relationship that she really needs. Does that make sense? Totally. 
Steffi was also like talking to me in that. <laughs> <laughs> you already know my feelings about your situation. I've been, yeah, Erica always says that I'm too tough on you. I'm too it's, tough love. Steffi is so black and white in certain situations. And like, I'm like, okay. And also like, I'm really black and white too, but there are it, gray situations. Well, I think it's because you also give it real. So I give it real. Sometimes I do, like I said, I'm a cancer. I, I add fluff, but with you, I know you can take it. And I feel like, because we're soulmates too, like in a, in a different way, like sister soulmates that you can take it. But I also pulled some cards on this and it's so funny because the cards are showing me like one, like it's showing me hope and like hope for the future. So I think it's because like this person is like, oh my gosh, maybe there's hope with my old soulmate. But then I'm also showing the moon card, which is a lot about like subconscious, like guilt, grief, shadow from the past. So it just feels like it's more nostalgia than it actually is like a real thing. Because I think if, if everything aligned, like let's say the relationships ended on both parts and you ended up being together, I don't think it's going to be exactly what you thought it was going to be even 16 years ago. I just don't, at least for this situation, I'm not saying this is for all situations, but for this situation, that's what I'm feeling. And that's what the cards told me. The cards told me there's more hope in the relationship than there is facts. If that makes I would, sense. I would believe Steffi on this. <laughs> I would, but, but also I am like one of those black and whites where I'm like, Oh, if you break up with the next, it's not going to work in the future. Because the same resentment comes. There's too much damage in between. You start like thinking about, oh, well, you were with this person after me. Did you like them more? You know, like there's just too much that goes on to it. Totally, so I'm not, not into dating exes either. Right. But but this situation, I feel like it's not even about the history. It's more about the fantasy of it. And I think it's funny because I actually do feel and tap into his energy and I do feel like he's more into it and really, and that also is endearing for you to receive that information. But I also feel that if, if all things were to align and you two were to be single at the same time and we're trying to make it work, it would not be what you think it would be. That's just from the cards, from my intuition, from everything. It just doesn't feel necessarily aligned. That person is definitely a soulmate and you were meant to live karmically, whatever reason, but I don't think that's your person. I think you're actually with your person. And I think, uh, I think it's an amazing, like hopeful relationship. And I think letting go of the past is going to help you be more present in that future relationship. Wait, but what do you think about when she said, are we just supposed to meet so we could finally let each other go? I know that part was good. I felt like I was reading a romance novel. No, really. That was like really beautiful. That touched, that touched <laughs> No, me. I loved, I loved her email. Um, yeah, I think, listen, like past life and karmic relationships are very, very complicated. I think sometimes you're meant to meet, to realize like in a past life, maybe you, in a past life, there's very, I'm almost even channeling that she was actually married to this person in a past life and it was super toxic and maybe even hard. So in this life, they're meant, to, they're pulled together, but they're making the decision to safely choose other people. So that's kind of what I gained from that. How about you, Taurus? I would believe you in that. <laughs> <laughs> I just believe everything you just said. Um, no, I mean, I think, I think the cards don't lie. We have to just go with that. I agree. The cards are pretty, it's basically just talking about subconscious and past life stuff coming up. So I totally believe that. Okay. Hopefully that was a good, it was a good, I also love, she titled it head versus heart. 
Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> also, um, intuitively, I think you should be a writer <laughs> if you're oh, not already. Oh, I think so too, right? Yes. She's super good at the, the way she wrote. I mean, all of these questions were really beautifully written. So anyway, yeah, I do feel like you have romance novels in your future. <laughs> yeah, no, I intuitively feel like there's something there. Okay, ready for round two? Let's go. Okay. Hello, a relationship Sorry. question for your podcast. I have just started dating a man who, at least up till now, seems to meet most of my important values. He shows interest without being too much. He takes initiative and we have the same love language, physical touch and words of affirmation. He is predictable and very in touch with his own feelings and is comfortable talking about them with me. These are what I look for in a partner and these values are what I wanted and didn't have when I dated in the past. But between each time I meet him, my mind manages to doubt that this is even a good thing. I say to myself, I should feel more. And then there's a really big saboteur inside of me that says this is not right. Okay. A little backstory. She said she has a father who's narcissistic and a mother who is emotionally available. And in recent years, I realized I was a child who was overlooked and ridiculed because of how I had a lot of emotions. Oh girl, I feel you. I've never heard my mother or father talk that they love me or that I look nice or are proud or anything that I've done. However, they've always been there and helped me. I guess without fully realizing it, I have felt unloved and unseen. I see this as baggage and I am actually afraid of being loved, receiving warmth and care. Oh, this is so sweet. And, and she is unfamiliar with this feeling in her nervous system. So these are confusing feelings. Is my pattern the lack of safe love that makes me so insecure? Or is this man, is this man and me just really not a match? Mm, Katrine. Okay. There was layers in that. There was layers. There are layers. Do you want to go first or? Sure. Yeah. I went first last time. Um, or you went first last time. Yeah. I think she answered her own question. Um, I think what's really interesting is she, she has so much awareness. Like she talks about her relationship with her parents and feeling unloved. And then this guy gives her everything she wants. And she's like, I don't think I like that. So for me, I think it's more so like she needs to really take time to get to know this person and to like unravel what she really needs before she makes the decision. I think in the past, like I, and you know, I, I grew up with a narcissistic father and an abusive household. So I understand what it's like to feel hot and cold with someone and someone who's super safe will feel boring, will feel like it's not good enough. And if they tell you they love you, you're like, mm, that seems fake, right? Because of your past of conditioning. Um, but here it's interesting. Cause I feel like you're almost talking yourself out of the relationship before it's really happened, but let me pull some cards. What do you think? Um, I there's it's a two-folded answer here um number one I think that if your gut is telling you something's wrong something is probably wrong mm -hmm. um so for me that's like number one red flag if if you feel that you have to just listen the first time around um number two as somebody who has been working on myself um I personally think that this person could be an expander to what you're looking for, but you are not there yet because if you still have all this like self-deprecation and doubt in yourself, you're not calling upon the right person because you're not even there yet. So I think that you need to look at it as like you're getting closer because you're starting to receive men who treat you right and do the things that you want, but you're not there yet yourself. 
So I think you need to work on that and believing that you deserve that. Mm, So spot on. So spot on, Erica, because even I felt like intuitively like she doesn't she's not really into it. Right. You know, like I think it's nice to feel and receive love. But again, it's hard because in past relationships, if if you haven't fully like been been wanting or or like hearing that you are loved from your childhood, it could be really difficult to hear those things. But it also doesn't mean that that person's the one because they start like telling you they love you or telling you that they're a good person. Like you deserve to hear that you're a good person no matter what. No, it's interesting. The cards say that like, it's so funny. We talked about the black and white thing, but I pulled the card that literally means black and white. There's two choices, but the card is reversed, which means like, there's really no choice. Like your gut feeling is the choice. And again, like if you're writing all this and you're all confused, that already feels like a no to me. Right. Does that feel like a two too? Yeah, totally. And it feels too, like, because of your past conditioning and relationships and all that, all that stuff that has happened to you, that you are not comfortable with your own intuition and you've been like kind of clouding the things. And I think this person is nice. I don't even intuitively, I don't even feel like this person is like a bad person. I think he likes you. And I think, I think it could be a good relationship, but is it your soul relationship? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's super expansive. And I think Erica's right when there are some things that maybe you need to work on and like fully get into a place of really understanding your childhood and understanding what that meant to you, maybe doing some inner child work so you can fully accept and love yourself and not accept anything less or not question when there's something that's good for you. Does that make sense? Totally. Here's the funny thing. She had a beautiful, beautiful paragraph. And at the end said, or is he not really a good match? And that's was, was my cue. Um, my cue is when she said he has all these really great qualities, but my gut is like, no. Yeah. I think it, I think it has to do with her, like already everything you said, like she definitely feels intuitively like she's getting closer, but then also there needs to be a little bit more work. She has a great awareness of what happened to her childhood, but there seems to be a little bit of blockage still. So, yeah, I mean, I think that awareness is great, but confidence is better. So having confidence in yourself will change every single's out every single person's outlook on you. So you will bring in different people once you are confident with yourself. Mm, I love that. Okay. Last question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Steffi. I love that you're doing another one of these episodes. So fun. I'm about a month past my exact Saturn return in Aquarius seventh house. Ooh, girl. Congrats. And I have been single for what feels like forever, having this knowing that my person is coming soon and probably around or after my Saturn return. Now that I'm getting there and I'm almost getting excited about welcoming them in, my two questions. One, how can I best energetically welcome this person into my life? I'm trying to make space for them in my home by cleaning out my drawer, my closet, my space, my bathroom, my toothbrush, et cetera. What else do you suggest? Two, do you have any idea of when and how we will meet? You're the best. Sending you love. Excited for this episode, Lauren. All right, Lauren. <laughs> if you find the secret sauce, I need to know. <laughs> because... Well, what's well, what's really interesting is she talks about Saturn in the seventh house. So Saturn in the seventh house, when you have that, when you have your Saturn return, it usually you meet someone after your 
Saturn return, which happens when you're like 29 and a half. So the only way I can speak of this as an astrological aspect is my partner, Andrew had Saturn in the seventh house. And obviously when I got the good, good, I got his birth time. I was like, damn, okay. You were supposed to meet me after you turned 30, because here I am (laughs) your soulmate. And he never had really like significant relationships before me. So I definitely think people who have Saturn in the seventh, it doesn't mean that you're not meant to meet your person after 30 or before 30, but I think it just has to do with like calling in your wisdom. Saturn teaches you lessons. And when it's in the seventh house, it's lessons on relationships. So to call in a person, I think you're already doing it. Like, I don't think you necessarily, I think it's really sweet that you're cleaning out your toothbrush (laughs) and, and energetically calling in new energy. But I also think it has to do with like setting the intention and letting it go because sometimes thirsty energy, and I'm not saying you're thirsty, Lauren, I'm just saying in general, sometimes if you just set the intention and then trust in the universe, like I got this, like, this is great because once the universe brings it to you, you're like, I deserve this all along. Right. Like this is exactly the relationship I want. And when Andrew came into my life, it was that exact feeling of peace of harmony. Like I didn't have to try. I didn't have to like wait for it. It just came. So I think it has to do with more so like trusting it will happen, but energetically you're not doing anything wrong. I think you're calling it your person. What do you think? Um, I think I'm not the best at giving advice on this because (laughs) I have been trying to call in my person for like seven years now. And that shit is not working for me other than I'm like learning to put in the work. It's funny because I pulled cards that really sense that you actually are like ignoring intuition or ignoring signs and symbols and saying that really to step into like your trust, which is kind of what I said before this, but there's a lot of cards here that are saying like patience is a virtue. It's about the journey, not the destination. And that, um, when you do things you're fascinated by and you live life, like that's very exciting. And you're like just living in your highest truth that your person will come. Like when you're truly doing things that ignite your soul. And even though I know Saturn in the seventh house is like, it's a difficult placement. No lie. I mean, wherever Saturn is, it's going to give us those lessons, but in, in your seventh house, it's giving you lessons of like, okay, I'm not going to settle for anything less than I deserve. And I also am going to have fun and I'm going to like call in the person that's right for me. I don't need a partner just to have a partner. I want to pick a partner. That's like everything I wanted and more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the I other, know I like that. And the other intuitive insights, I know you don't, can't speak from experience, but any other intuitive in, insights when it comes to, to Lauren's question? No, I just want to, from the deep down bottom of my heart, say good luck. <laughs> that's, that's a very honest. Good luck and send me some. <laughs> Your person is close. We know. We know they're close. No, I'm calling upon them. I, I like, it's so funny because some days I feel very intuitive and I can, I can call upon a manifest really easily. And then other days I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I think it's so cliche, but I think that people come into your life when they're meant to, and that putting a lot of focus, it's like, obviously you want to put energy into what you want to call in, but there's also a really beautiful thing about letting it go and letting the universe take care of you and trusting it will. A hundred percent. I think, and I think even like believing and seeing yourself in the life that you want is what is really important. 
um, or the person that you want. Like, don't settle if they don't, if they're 80% there, like, no, life is so long. You need to have your 100% partner for the whole journey. I agree. I agree completely. And also like on, on the, on the topic of like finding partners, I mean, I think having good friends is also a huge part of the journey. Like I'm so grateful to have you as a friend and to have like like like-minded people who not only support me and cheer me on, but also are through like same similar journeys where I can feel like I can be myself. Totally. Yeah. So I'm grateful for you and that. And like Erica has been so behind the scenes on my business. It's crazy. And I don't even give her enough credit. Like she will literally tell me intuitively what business thing I should do. And it always pops off whenever you tell me you helped me design my entire birth trip biz course. Like you're just a true tourist through and through, but you have my back, but I'm honestly like internally grateful for you. So I just want to say thank you for being my friend. (laughs) You're so welcome. Thank you for finding me on that bench that day. <laughs> that was our uh, meet cute. <laughs> Literally. You thought I was crazy and I was like, your grandma's here. And then we became besties. Literally. Now what? I hang out with you and your man. I know. What's crazy is like, I've met so many of my best friends from through channeling. So I have to thank like my spirit team or something because all my best friends now, like we're strangers that I met, like from walking up to them and being like, Hey, so once I was here for you. <laughs> yeah. No, your spirit guides are on it. They're like directing. I feel like our spirit guides talk now. They do. Cause I'll literally call you and be like, Erica, your left ear. And you're like, no, it doesn't. And then you got a brain MRI for your left ear like a week later. <laughs> literally. I know sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to call you because I feel like you're going to give me a reading and I don't want one. <laughs> no, it's only you. I swear. <laughs> no, I know. Let me that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for coming on the pod, shedding your um, insights and wisdom and your projector love. So where can people find you if they want to hit you up and look at all your fun content? Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, I'm not as good You're at. You're on Twitter? Yet. Not Twitter. I meant TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am on Twitter too, but I definitely don't use it. Um yeah definitely don't um but all of them are erica saunders sau 21 and that's where i am okay beautiful also we talked about romance novels but erica's a very talented writer and she wrote this really saucy amazing book that i think is going to be a massive hit i actually know intuitively it's gonna be a massive hit so if you want to go read that where can they find that is it in your bio uh, it is in my bio. It's on WhatsApp or what the what hell? Wrong? I can't speak English today. <laughs> you have a Twitter and a what? After this, you have to make a Twitter and a WhatsApp. <laughs> it is on WhatPad. Okay, and... that's kind of like WhatsApp. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> It's a full, it's a full raunchy novel, um, that it's actually really good. It's fantastic. So anyway, go read her book, support Erica and 
you know where to find me, spiritsis.com. If you want an astrological reading, find me on TikTok, spiritsis, or Instagram, spirit underscore sis. Appreciate all the love and support you put into the podcast. It means the world to me. And thank you. And looking forward to connecting with you again. Sending you love. Bye. Bye.